Well, listeners, we're back with another episode, and um, I'm going to be real. The things that I would have used for an intro, either we're talking about them on the Patreon or uh, we're talking about them right now. Man, there is much to discuss. Uh, There is so much to discuss. Before we do, I went to the beach this week. It was very pleasant. Oh, that's That's all I had to say on that. I just needed to. I wanted to start this off on a good note because listeners, beloved friends and enemies, anybody who's listening to this. We're going to take you on a journey this episode. Um, journey with Beach, Matt. A journey with Beach. job is the beach. Yeah, it's, oh, but I, <laughs> man. Yeah, I did almost, I did, I did make an Instagram post. I made one of my semi-yearly Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I considered throwing in a beach photo or two and then using a, and then putting in a comment about Beach, Matt, but I decided to just stick with the Utah photos instead, so. I really like the first one, which is just a close-up of your Top Gun pin. I like the Top Gun pin picture as well. Shout out to my choir director who commented underneath it just saying, first slide is goaded. Um, that was your choir director? <laughs> that was my choir director, the coolest man on earth. I love that man. Oh, that's um, incredible. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. So I posted that right after I shaved my goatee, which I think is, I can't explain why, but it gave me a little thrill knowing that I was posting inaccurate representations of myself on the internet there are currently like zero accurate accurate representations of me on the internet since i changed my hair color and pierced the other side of my nose Um, and you know what it's thrilling right it it really is you're like man the world's worst face id built only around my instagram it would have no idea what to do with me right now Mm -hmm. and there's some power to that i'm getting new glasses soon i'll be a whole new man have i ever shown you my school id I don't think you have. Oh, Let's, my God. Oh, am I in for a treat? All right, listeners, while while Jillian goes to get her school ID, never mind. Jillian's back right from there. getting her school ID. Right, because yeah. you're in school. I keep forgetting this. Okay, let me find it. It looks nothing like me. I'm so excited. My, in uh, the weirdest way you can think of. Okay. After my gap year, and now my school ID looks like, whoa, you're right. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this is wild. Man. So my professors, before they have me in class, the way I look now, that's what they think <laughs> I look like. Yes. Um, the day that my school ID photo was taken, because it was, I had a school ID from before I took my gap year, and that school picture looked nothing like me, because it had like short hair, hope in his eyes, my teeth weren't quite as yellow, uh, you that know. Happens. So yeah, it didn't. It, it was a different man. But now my new one, because I had to take one last fall semester when I returned. And the uh, the day that they were doing the school IDs, I didn't realize it. So I had just gone for like a long walk. I hadn't showered yet because I was going for a long walk in Virginia in August. And I was like, no point even pretending that I'm not going to be incredibly sweaty. But I just like passed by the main hall and they're like, oh, Matt, come on in and get your ID photo taken. And I was like, well, all right. So uh, it's me disheveled was- wearing a T-shirt that doesn't fit and visibly like drenched in sweat. Um, which for the people who aren't Matt that didn't just get to see my school ID um, it was taken at the end of my senior year of high school it was the only picture of me that had a flat like color background because that's the only requirement for my yeah. school's ID which is an in- incredible only requirement it has to be like of your face and has to have a solid background um, I have like brown hair that fades into like this like honey blonde color which is crazy 
crazy yeah. now. I have an aggressive side part. Um, I'm smiling. There's hope in my eyes. I don't have any piercings. Yeah. I looked at that Different photo, and now I, I understand how it was that you led your church youth group for a little bit, you know? Like, right? Yeah, exactly. That man, I, She was on church leadership. Yeah. Not I'll me. try and... <laughs> I'll try and dig up my uh my freshman year school ID photo and send it your way because they both are oh, like yeah. they're a picture of like an alternate Doug zone in which we um never well, made the Doug zone because yeah in we which never we discovered. never made the Doug zone or spoke to each other yeah it's 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 us if we never found Coward Hour and so it really is in many ways our lives are better but in one very significant way our lives are worse which is to That's say true. we never discovered Coward Hour but. Mm-hmm. In all other aspects, I think that is in it a positive. Um, <laughs> probably. It's probably outweighed by... I still would have done, like, half the things I did with that Coward Hour, but, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm the same way, I think. I think that's that's really what it is. is without Coward Hour, I would have been doing the same things, but I wouldn't have had, like, a, a space full of people on a similar exactly. wavelength. Coward Hour doesn't change you, but it certainly makes you feel at home. Yeah, which is arguably worse. Like, Because yes. if it was changing you, you know, you could at least, like, look down at your hands in horror as though you'd been, like, metamorphosizing <laughs> into some new being, right? And be like, oh, no, what's happened? Instead, you're like, oh, this is normal. Like, you're listening to a barn dog story, and you're like, ah, someone out there who gets it. Which you should <laughs> never think about a barn dog story. You really shouldn't. Um, um, I think we should hop right in, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, we gotta, oh, <laughs> listeners. I was right, as a side note. Last episode, when I was like, I think this next episode is, like, the really wild one. Um, it is. I Start I remembered, I remembered that it was wild. I had completely forgotten the two twist reveals, um, which are... Uh, we have no choice. We just need to go play-by-play play for this, I think. Because there's, okay. there's really... There's just so much to unpack... I feel like I've just finished Gravity's Rainbow again, but instead it's like this this short video where I'm like, there's just yeah. so much to discuss. I need to talk about everything at once. It's a 25-minute okay. YouTube video. So it starts. We're in color. It's the last scene of the last video that we watched. There's a reveal. He shows a picture of a child, and they're like, oh, that's that shitty child actor. And then he turns it around and draws a little hat on him, and it like says, like, cut or something. And then he turns it back around, and he's like, who is this? And she's like, oh. It's the one we know and love. It's Donnie Dupre. It's Donnie Dupre. So it's also made clear, like abundantly and ham-fistedly clear very early on, that this child actor is meant to be Jake Lloyd, or whatever the kid's name is. The guy who Mm -hmm. played Anakin in Star Wars, and also the kid in Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Because they they have this movie that says... That's called Jingle Cells, I think. Yeah, it's like Jingle Cells, which is decent. That's a decent play on which it. And then it could have been like a Bill Nye Christmas special. Yeah, it really look exactly like that sort of name. I'm like, I'm sure that someone else has used that one because it's just clever enough that everybody's thought of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is really like the that's the place that nostalgia critic jokes exist in. Is they're either like just smart enough that all the dumb people on the internet have thought of them, or they're just like. Dadaist, where they make no sense at all and you mm-hmm. don't understand how he arrived at them. And in that way, they're sort of beautiful. Uh, and then the other one that he was in was Galaxy Battle, which is obviously supposed to be Star Wars, The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Um, so I don't have much to say on that. 
yet. We'll sort of address this as, a, as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, that's what but I'm... We just wanted to note that also, of course, the Nostalgia Critic has famously reviewed Jingle all the way. I think mm-hmm. we I think we covered his review of it back when we were just I like going so. in order. Man, maybe it's just easier to do these videos when we go in order instead of me just like half heartedly scrolling until I see one that I haven't watched yet and sending it to you. But, you know, oh well. the format of the show changes with the times. Yeah. And great art teaches you things about yourself as well as uh, about the world. And that's what's happened here. Anyway. So, yeah, then we get to we, we check in on Donnie, who in the cliffhanger ending of the last episode, uh, saw a spooky girl like happened like you know the thing that happens at the end of the Blair Witch Project uh, they see the monster I famously. love the reason she's standing in the corner we'll get to that yeah we'll get to it. ah there's just so much <laughs> happening but it's it's so, now a, play, a parody of what is it misery what's the Stephen King mm-hmm, book misery. Um, yeah misery I, I don't know why I didn't trust you to cover that one uh between the two of us you have a slightly wider knowledge of his <laughs> works I'd say um Probably. Except it's a whole family keeping him hostage. Um, yes. Uh, because they think it's funny to watch his bad movies as a child. And they recognized him. So they are f- giving him medicine. Which, like, from the beginning, you know where that's going, right? Yeah, they're drugging him. Yes, they're drugging him. But then, there's a running <laughs> joke for this scene. Where they're, like, introducing themselves to him. And it's a man and a woman and their daughter. Now, the daughter was the creepy girl he saw in the woods. And they're like, say you're sorry to him. And she's like, I'm sorry for scaring you in the woods. I thought it was funny. And then he was like, well, why was she in the corner? And they were like, she was in timeout for scaring you in the woods. This girl is like 16 at the youngest. Yeah, she's she's absolutely she's too old to be placed in timeout. Yes, Which time is, out is ineffective at a certain point. Yeah, and it's the it's the sort of joke that I feel would have been better if they had either, like we've said so many times throughout our, our time on this podcast, if they had either leaned into it a little more or if they had played it just a little more straight. I feel yeah. that either of those would have worked. But it seems like they're just sort of hoping that you won't notice how old she is. Yes, exactly. Like... Well, like I didn't think she was like a 12 year old or and even 12 is a little old for timeout. That's a little old for timeout. Yeah. Like at that point, like timeout, I think conceptually can still work, you know, where you're like, put down your book and go. I, maybe it's just that like as a 12 year old, I wasn't really getting into timeoutable offenses. I was just spending a lot of time reading. But imagining my parents go like, put down your book and sit in the corner for 15 minutes instead of sitting in the corner and reading for the next 15 minutes just seems strange to me. It'd be very weird. I, my mom was one of those, like, the way that she disciplined us was, like, by being, like, giving us a talking to, right? Yeah. Where it'd get, like, super emotional. And it, it was bizarre. But, like, I think it's probably better than a timeout. Yeah, like, we'd have that, so if it was, like, something really big, which, admittedly, later on, I was sort of getting into, you'd, like, you know, you'd lose your phone for a few days, maybe. I was um, never, like, grounded or anything. It, like, my mom th- would just make me feel bad for things. That was you know, the extent of my punishment. Baller move, honestly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, well, here, the, the funny thing is, just sort of by nature of being the oldest sibling, I was never fully grounded, because I was always still, like, needed to, like, drive my siblings places or whatever. <laughs> So they couldn't go like, you're not leaving the house, but instead it would just be like, but, you know, while you're here, you don't have a phone. So, like, 
you'll just be a little bit it, i guess it also probably helps that i didn't ever do anything like huge right it was just enough right. to like cause my parents great amounts of irritation um mm. but not quite enough to make it like something where they're like well we seriously need to reevaluate the re- the way we're raising this boy it was just me being a teenager who sucked um but any point being she's too old for this joke jerry seinfeld dated this girl like um you know age-wise that's the same yeah. and to be clear she's too young to be dating jerry seinfeld yes let's make one thing clear. neither of these should have happened that. we don't approve of that but both of them did happen and we just need to acknowledge that before doing a land acknowledgement for this house it's like by the way we are recording this from the house in which blue patches was filmed uh but we're you know <laughs> We're trying if to work someone that. told me that their house was where this was filmed, I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd mail a bomb to their house. I'd be like, <laughs> this is like nothing personal. Just sort of like first reform style. Where it's like this building is no longer holy. It must be purged. Like, <laughs> But uh, right. So anyway, so it's misery. These people love ironically watching Doug's bad movie. Uh, sorry, Donnie's. What's his actual name? Jimmy or something? Yeah. Or Johnny. It's, it's one of the two. I think it's um, Jimmy. I think Johnny yeah. would have been too close. Yeah, which is, I think, kind of why I was thinking about it. I was like, what's the lazy possible? What's the lazy option? Anyway, so they like watching his movies, um, ironically, because they're bad. Wait, what the fuck? Is that Hatsune Miku in the background of that computer? Sorry, one second. I'm just, I paused it. I can't tell what their desktop is, but it's like, no, I don't think it is. Okay, that's, one second. I'm just going to take a screenshot and send that your way so we can examine this together uh anyway and they're um, holding him hostage in a, a fairly uncomfortable and upsetting manner i think i wasn't a fan of the scenes in which they are clearly drugging a man and keeping him hostage but i don't know so the jingle sells imdb page that they show um, it was made in 1992 and has a user rating of 0.2 out of 10 with 60,000 votes. <laughs> okay. Rock on. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Naturally. Oh, of course. Naturally. Um, and then it just has three pictures. One of the which... child, which I'm assuming <laughs> is just Doug's actual child picture. Yeah. One of what's his name? Uh, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Or, sorry, I'm still trying to find the screenshot of the IMDb page. One, like, reaction image. It's at uh, 2 minutes, 19 seconds. Thank you. Now, And one, like, reaction picture, it seems. As a side note, I've sent you the thing. I don't know what's up with the anime girl in the background, but I don't like her. Um, oh, I don't like that either. Wow. All right. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, wait. What the? This is. Isn't that bizarre? Strange. Yeah. See all 104 photos. Yeah. This is. I also like. I know that they're sort of like leaning into the it's supposed to look bad aspect of it, mm-hmm. but the um the like the art for the movie like it's yeah cover the cover is, yes it's like offensively bad it's, it's not even. Yeah, which I don't I feel like bad movies generally one of the things that they do is they try to have a good cover so they can yeah, sort of they trick try you, and have like know? a slick like cover that usually has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like there'll be a picture of like a, a big name actor who has two lines 
in one scene and he'll be like the center of the the poster Mm -hmm. so they can like trick you into thinking that he'll be in it oh you know what i think that last picture is from uh jingle all the way actually is it really i think it might be i'm not certain but that's the vibe i'm getting from it all of a sudden anyway but yeah no so it's just it it was visibly made in ms paint in like two minutes and clearly the excuse that they were giving themselves was well it's a bad movie so of course it looks bad but like you know make it look bad in a way that doesn't just look like it was slapped together in ms paint for a youtube video you know make it look bad in a creative way there are so many bad up the nostril shots of doug in this video yeah oh yeah we forgot about that since he's lying down on the bed there's a lot of like it's sort of upsetting because you're it's getting like POV shots of Doug, which I don't like. <laughs> like, yeah. Man. Yeah, that's no good. It is it is sort of deeply upsetting. Um But yeah, so anyway, like we said, they uh this couple is misery style holding him hostage. They they want him to like say his silly lines and they're going like, Wow, you were so bad in that movie. Isn't that funny? That's a wig, uh, right? She's wearing a wig, correct? The girl or the yeah. wife? Either way, I'm not entirely sure, but it looks like it has to be. They, frankly, they all look like they're wearing wigs. Um, Hmm. Also, that is an actual family. I checked the credits; they all have the same last name. Uh, And I don't know what that means. I'm not sure how they got involved. I'm gonna go to channel the Channel Awesome Wiki, my my gold mine for facts on this, and do some further research. Oh, it's a different girl in this video fully than in the last one. It is. She looks huh. much younger in this than she does in the last video. Actually, you're right. She does. Huh. I wonder what that means. Okay, go to Channel Awesome. Sorry, hang on. This wiki is so hard to navigate. My God. I love it when I open up a website and my ad blocker like visibly has to start doing a lot more work. I love that they have a guitar hero drum kit and the check flag in the background yeah there's just insane vibes from the background (laughs) of every shot of this family's home and like i don't know i'm sure that there's some you could get some weird stuff from my house too every house is a little bit weird but oh yeah i i just i feel like it isn't weird in this way though like there's like a hello kitty alarm clock yeah and if that's the most normal thing hanging out in the background of a shot you got a wild shot going, dude. Yep. Demo real blue patches. I'm I'm really trying to get to the bottom of these people. Uh, <laughs> I really wish that they leaned harder into the misery thing and just like broke his kneecaps. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, like, because he launches an escape like two minutes into the into his time in the. Yeah, episode. I was expecting some more some more of the misery section. Yeah. So when he, like, started escaping, I figured that they would overcome his attempt to escape and then, like, break yeah. his legs to keep him. No, he just leaves. He just gets he, out of the house. Basically, they, like, he, they hold him. They they hang on to him. They keep him hostage. And then they go, like, well, Donnie, is there any, like, terrible secret you would like to confess to us? And he confesses his terrible secret and then immediately escapes and leaves. Well, yeah, he confesses his terrible secret and then he escapes and leaves. But they don't make it, like, a heroic moment. He only escapes because the family forgot to give him the medicine. Yeah, like, he didn't even get out of it because of his, like, you know, his his. It's not a big hero moment. Blue Patches, here we go. Uh, No, wait, that's their channel awesome wiki. Excellent, here we go. Let's see 
if the, the wiki has any facts for me. Um, they have an episode synopsis, but no, no, there's no like, there's no facts about any of this. Or man, this is frustrating. I guess it's probably because everybody has tried to bury all evidence of this thing, but still. It's incredible that it's still up on their channel. Yeah. His name. Wait, Donnie Dupre's name is a reference to famous film composer John Duprez, who worked on movies like TMNT 1 through 3 and The Meaning of Life. What a strange reference to make. <laughs> uh, okay, Jimmy Boyd is his name. Yes, I forgot. Uh, that's, that's what his name was. Demo reel. Sorry, I'm scrolling. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so this family's a mystery. I'm sure we could figure out who they are, but frankly, I've lost interest. I don't care. Anymore. Okay, so uh, the next scene after they make him watch the movies, um, we get yeah, <laughs> we get the the weirdest twist I think in this entire thing. Yeah, because so we need to. I just want to make a few things clear, right? This first twist is already kind of weird that Donnie was like a bad child actor. Mm-hmm. But at least within the context of everything going on, it's sort of you can see how it would work, right? Like the, the bad yeah. child actor grows up to be an egotistical bad film director mm-hmm. who doesn't okay. like movies, so he makes bad ones. Yes, Fine. and then that's the weird part, right? Because I feel like it works already. If it's just that he was a bad child actor, then you could kind of have it be like a BoJack Horseman sort of thing, where it's like, yeah, but you know, he's egotistical and obsessed with yeah. his legacy. But since they've decided that Donnie is a tragic character because nobody likes Demo Reel and so Doug is mad, um, they have <laughs> they to make, make it sympathetic. They make it to where his mom killed herself? Yes. So his mother is an actress who committed suicide because she reached middle age and got no more roles, which... No, it it's implied that she was jealous of her son because his right, son yeah. was rising while hers was fading. Yeah, so she yeah, so she reaches middle age, her stardom begins to fade. Then her son begins to get popular, which is especially strange considering the fact that the two movies that her son seems to be known for are two widely hated and panned movies. Yeah. But her son's stardom is on the rise. And she just can't so, handle it. Well, she, it, it, to be fair, it is implied that Jingle Cells was only bad because he they forced him to finish filming it right, after yes. his mom killed himself. Yes, because that's another reveal that we get. Is So he found out on the set of Jingle Cells <laughs> while they were filming. <laughs> and then funny. they continued filming that day, which is insane, right? Like, I feel like it's like Doug heard the story about how on Ma- on the set of Master of Disguise with like the Turtle Club scene, they found out about 9-11 that day and kept filming. It's like mm-hmm. he heard that story and figured that the reason people laughed at it was because films always continue hap- filming after tragedies happen. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, the opposite. It's funny because what an insane thing to do to go. We need to keep making Master of Disguise. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, but Doug's like, well, obviously that's what you'd do with the film. I mean, they only had the one camera, and they probably only rented it out for, like, three days. So they had to get their money's worth. So naturally, uh, his mom throws herself out the window. That is... Yeah, because her her son is getting popular, and she is not. I also, again, just like Doug's last attempt to tackle sexism within Hollywood, it is obviously, of course, a thing. That, like, women in middle age, gener- like, women who are older... 
and not like insanely sexy and young. Mm-hmm. Historically, and even now, generally don't get as many roles as they did when they were young and sexy, right? Which, yeah, part of that sexism, part of that is probably just the fact that people like looking at young, sexy people and not like people who are beginning to look more normal. Either way, there are still like roles out there. Like it's not like oh, you yeah. turn 30 and then like get kicked out. You get thrown out like it's, it's a saloon like you where you've drunk too much. Like turn 30 and then wither away into like this old hag overnight. Yeah, which is weird because that's almost the way that Doug is presenting it. It's like it's so cartoonish yeah. where it's like, well she was approaching middle age and thus like she opened up her she opened up her mailbox and a little like fly flew out and flew away and that was all that happened. And you're like, well, okay, Doug. What are we what are we doing here? What are we saying here? Um, but yes, so his mother killed herself. Um, so we have two. It, well, oh, right. And then the next scene comes back. We cut back to. Uh, sorry, guys. Really? It, I know we sound a little scattered. It's just because there's so much to discuss on this one. We cut back to them misery style watching the movie with Doug. Yes. Um, and again, the tonal whiplash throughout the series has been kind of wild, right? I know that Doug is trying to look, like, drugged up, but he just looks so bored. He looks so bored. We're going to talk about his line delivery in a second because it's oh, yes. fascinating. Yes. Um, but the tonal whiplash in this episode in particular is, like, the point where at this, like, it, it's always been wild. We've talked about that all throughout the series. Mm-hmm. How they'll, like, all of a sudden, like, talk about something insanely heavy and then just do, like, a wacky little gag. And neither is handled well, so it doesn't work at all. It, this episode in particular, though, it feels like those videos of, like, people who put a cinder block in a dryer, and it, like, shakes around so yeah. hard it blasts itself apart and just, like, okay, destroys yeah. the entire... That's all I could think about this whole episode. In part because, man, those videos are so fun to watch. I, I wish I was watching one of those right now. But also because I just... It's just so jarring. Because, yeah, we, we go, like, his mother killed herself. Then Doug's sitting and watching his bad movie with the people, and you hear him doing his, like, bad Arnold impression from the screen. So we're still supposed to laugh yeah. at the movie because it's it sounds silly and laughably bad. But in spite of this, we also are supposed to feel sorry for Donnie slash Jimmy because he found out, and he gives this whole, like, monologue. Like, I mean, your delivery is just so bad. What were you thinking? And he goes like, oh, well, you know, my mother killed herself, and I found out. You ever he's think of that? It, yeah, he's saying it not like it's a traumatic thing that happened, but like it was a gotcha moment on the internet. Yeah, which is like the weird thing about his delivery, because I was trying to figure out why it felt so strange. Because he sounds angry, which I think he should be, right? Yes. But it's not that he sounds angry like in a person who is hurt by someone saying something careless sort of way. He mm-hmm. sounds angry in like a... I've been asked an annoying question by my coworker I don't like talking to way. Yes. Because, because again, like, playing that angry, like him, like, lashing out at this group of people who are holding him hostage and forcing him to relive a painful memory, it would totally work. But it's like, yes. he sounds irritated that they brought it up rather than, like, angry about the memory and the pain presumably associated with it. And it's just so weird. I can't explain... I really... As we've said, this whole series, guys, you really need to watch this episode of Demo Reel to truly understand this. This it's just one, fascinating. especially, I think. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it. The levels of hatred that Doug is expressing for himself and his audience are just unbelievable. And Matt, I want to tell you that in every scene you can see the laptop, it's a different anime girl. Oh, no, they have, like, a dynamic back. Oh, you're... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes! Um, okay. <laughs> they have a camera roll of those. That isn't just one. That is so sick. Oh, I'm back to wondering who these people are. Um, anyway, so then we cut back to uh, Tacoma and Rebecca slash Rachel. I really should know her name by this point, but I still don't. Rebecca. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and we got back to them talking. And we're like, man, I mean, why would she kill herself? And Tacoma and- goes, oh, you know. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I just wanted to wrap back around into the everything is still green. Oh, yeah. It's. It's uh, in the words of George Lucas, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's so green. Everything is so green. <laughs> they still he looks not like she's out. about to puke in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of like this whole scene being exactly the same, but like a Windows movie maker effect of them like rocking side to side and <laughs> just, like, really badly ADR line of like, man. I sure am seasick on this boat. And <laughs> man, I could have made it's them. It's very clearly the same green screen that they used at like the beginning of Shutter Island, where it looks pretty shitty. But they have like <laughs> two over yeah. DiCaprio and yes. Ruffalo. Um, yeah, man, how great is Shutter Island? So, uh, so anyway, then the uh, we cut back to the misery scene where, like we said. Donnie learns that they've been holding him hostage. Uh, it's kind of like played as like a, a not a heroic moment, but a sort of clever one when they like run in and he's not in bed and he closes the door behind them, except he closes the door inside the room. He like traps himself within the room with everybody else and is like, well, these muscle relaxers need to be taken regularly to work. Uh, and then brandishes a knife at these people it's very just left he didn't need the dramatic reveal he could have left he didn't need the dramatic reveal and also just sort of i've been reflecting on plot holes recently just Mm -hmm. sort of i've been thinking back on indiana jones and the dial of destiny right because that movie has haunted me in ways that i was not expecting it to (laughs) Um, and i I think I realized, you know, the thing about plot holes, right? Part of why most people who point them out are so annoying is because a plot hole, you know, quote unquote, as it exists generally, is just a decision that the storyteller made in order to allow for a dramatic scene, right? Like, right. there's an in there's an in book reason why they didn't just fly the eagles to Mordor, but the you know the real answer is it would because have been boring. The, the story would suck if they did that. That's that's why they didn't do that. But I think. So there's a lot of people who, like, point out plot holes because they're trying to be pedantic or, like, prove themselves to be smarter than the storyteller. Plot holes, I think, really become noticeable when the thing you're watching is not good. Because then you're, like, at least if you're like me, you feel like you're missing something because you're trying to engage with the work and you're like, wait, that why is that happening? I don't understand that. Like if this, I feel like if this scene Plot was holes become a problem when it like breaks through the barrier of reality you have set up. Exactly. Yeah. It's they're they're a problem when either they're so noticeable that they break your immersion because you go, wait, why is that happening? Or they're noticeable because your immersion is already broken. And I yes. feel like those are the only two points where they're problems. Point being, we only are talking so much about the fact that Doug didn't escape because man, this scene is hard to watch. The acting is not good. No. Um, and yeah, so he like it. I'm still not entirely sure what his point was because he's brandishing the knife at this crowd of people. And I would like to know it's 
I feel like three people could probably take down one man with a knife. Also, uh, the knife is like one that you use to like cut a cake. Yeah, it's, it's like not it's not a, not very... a traditional knife that it's not like the scream knife. It's not yeah. like a butcher knife. It's like it's like a fairly flimsy kitchen knife. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, in the knife block he had to choose from because like most people don't just own one knife, right? Yeah, even I own had, two, and I'm a college student. Like, yeah, you know. I own a knife block. There's options for what to murder me with. Yeah, I have a bread knife. I have an everything else knife. I mean, I guess I also have a variety of Walmart machetes, but I don't count those as kitchen knives. Oh, man. Man, if I get a roommate, I'll be slicing apples <laughs> with a machete all day. Like, at a cutting board. You like should a mincing recreate garlic. the Kafka <laughs> peach scene, <laughs> but with a Walmart machete. I'm just, like, sitting outside of his room struggling to cut the peach, not because it's unripe, but because I have a knife two times the length of my arm. <laughs> like, well, hang on, wait, um, one second. Just, I'm just standing <laughs> in the doorway. It's like, Matt, can I go to class? Like, well, I'm almost done. Just one, one second on. more, please. Hold on. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, strange choices all around. I don't understand why that was the knife that they used. Um, anyway... Then he escapes because he's he says, like, I won't be like you guys. I'm not going to let like hatred for a, a bad thing from my past overcome me, which. So is he a leaves weird... what is very clearly an interior door, which I yeah. also like. <laughs> yeah. Like they couldn't have found an exterior door to do the shot. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. He just. Yeah. And it's so he like walks he's opening the door the to the bathroom. Yeah. But he makes his dramatic escape. Yeah, you can see another door in the background and like the light from the hallway shining in because it wasn't balanced well. Um, <laughs> I really like that shot with the Hello Kitty light switch cover. Yeah. Some like Bath and Body Works lotion just hanging anyway, out. There, yeah. there is a lot of Hello Kitty stuff in this house. There really is. And everybody in the house is just a little too old for it. I do like the uh, the cockatoo themed soap holder, though. That's kind of cute. Um. Oh, Yeah. I think that that's soap behind. Nope. Yeah, uh, it is soap behind. A, you are correct. Behind a, a beanie baby. I am an idiot. Uh, <laughs> this shot is just so blurry that I couldn't tell. It's the excuse I'm giving, and not just that I was glancing half-heartedly at the screen to try and find something to compliment. Um. Anyway, then Tacoma and Rebecca decide that in order to reawaken Donnie's love of movies, because Donnie hates movies, because, again, I cannot stress this enough, in this silly comedy series, Mm -hmm. Donnie hates movies because he, as a child actor, was endlessly harassed on the street for his bad performance, which is something that actually happened to Jake Lloyd, and because his mother killed herself. And if I remember right, that suicide closely mirrors that of an actual actress from, like, the 60s. Um, Which, like, most people involved in that don't grow up and be like, you know what industry I want to be a part of? Hollywood, but bad. Like, I want bad Hollywood. I want their, I want this all to have been for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing, right? I feel we, that's the thing. Hollywood, as an industry, quite famously, has no shortage of traumatized children. Yes. Whose lives you can look upon and draw inspiration from. But Jeanette McCurdy didn't grow up and become a director. Yeah, and if she did, I don't think she would have been making movies that were intentionally bad as revenge on... Um, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, on Dan... Which which Dan is it? Schneider? Which... Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I always want to say Harmon. Um, anyway, but yeah, exactly. Like, that's insane. It is an insane motivation to give this character. And again, it's the sort of thing that if they had just been trying to go for a straight comedy still, you could kind of play it off just because of how weird and absurd the logic is. But yeah. he's trying to play it straight. Like, now you're supposed to sympathize with Donnie and understand him as a character. And looking past the fact that clearly that was not what was going on in the first episodes, right? Like, obviously, this was a post-hoc justification. Yes. It just makes no sense. It makes absolutely zero sense. It's strayed so far from the first episode. Because the first episode was pretty straightforward, mockumentary style of making this, like, oh, a yeah. movie thing, right? Yeah, how far we've come. The black and white still, I'm baffled by. Yeah, at least in that regard, at least something remains consistent, which is everyone's to say the black green, and white is inconsistent. Everyone's and green. the black and white is inconsistent. Yeah. Everyone's green except for when they're black and white. I mean, this movie really was Oppenheimer before its time. You know, there's like, <laughs> we have the subjective colored shots and then the black and white shots that show you what's really going on. I still can't believe that girl was like, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but the costuming. Yeah, that is objectively insane of her as a side note, because here's the yeah. thing. Gillian Murphy is an attractive man, right? He's a handsome yeah, sure. guy. He's an actor. But being like him specifically in Oppenheimer, I'd be like, yeah. hmm, in the movie where he famously, like every single like promotional shot was just him looking as much like me as he could, like just gaunt and pale. <laughs> like, and that's the one she's like, gaunt, really pale, doing pants up to his nipples. Pants up to his nipples. So yeah, it's good to know that in some ways I'm not just like Oppenheimer. Um, I don't own a fedora that I know of, but folks, we'll see where this new semester takes me. Uh, <laughs> possibly to a store to buy what a gun um <laughs> and a fedora and a pair of big pants which i will wear when i shoot my <laughs> i think i pull the trigger and like the fedora just like spins around and flies up in the air and then lands <laughs> back on top of my head <laughs> it's like a slide whistle's been pulled <laughs> <laughs> God. And then everything just lands right back in in my head, and the hat falls on top of it, and I go like, "Whoa, that was wild." Uh, For those of you not in the Discord, we're talking about a girl in my class who <laughs> really likes. She was talking about like romance books, and then she was like, "I love like a World War II romance book." Was how she led into this. I didn't share that, but that is how she led into it. She was like the uniforms, three piece yeah. suits, checking a watch. And I'm like, you cannot say World War II, and then say the uniforms yeah you, well look, you gotta be more specific yeah but also as we said before famously unfortunately they did have decent uniforms we just got to put that one out there something that we all need to acknowledge at the start of any discussion of world war ii history some of the ss outfits were pretty clean uh but unfortunately well i guess not unfortunate well it is unfortunate what else they did point being I don't know if it's unfortunate or not that their evil deeds outweighed the fashion benefits of their outfits, but they did, and we just, I'm talking myself weird, into a corner here. It's weird to bring it up. Don't bring it's it up. It's weird to exactly. be like, yes, men in World War II outfits. I'm like, who? what is your type? Yeah. Like, who are you dating? Yeah, and she's like, oh, I don't know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she does have blonde hair and blue eyes. Um <laughs> What can I say? I know him when I hear him. Uh, it's funny because she's just like the preppiest girl you could imagine. Perfectly nice, but like just very preppy and is like, ooh, Oppenheimer. 
I was yeah, like, what like, the fuck is going on? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> she dresses like a character from Clueless but loves Christopher Nolan, which is such yes. a powerful <laughs> archetype of human being. Yes, that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> I need to become better friends with her. You really do. She must be studied. Um, I... <laughs> Right. I was interacting with someone a while in back. In her Lululemon tennis dress. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, she's so cool. Um, <laughs> I changed my mind. I think I'm in love with her. Uh, mm. But um, <laughs> um, no, I, over, earlier in the summer, I was over at a friend's house for dinner. And there were a couple people I didn't know. And one of them, about halfway through the night, she just looked at me after I said something. And she went, I don't know if I want to be friends with you. But I want you to be in my life because you're just fascinating. Which was damning i didn't know how to respond she got me that's Um, so funny because it's not even the like i want to just be friends thing it's like i don't want to be friends but i need you around she's like you're just such an interesting figure to observe and the worst part was she didn't even mean it as like an insult or even like a playful jab she was being completely straight she was like i just need to figure out what your deal is and i can't and i was like man all right um that was uh Here's what I'll say uh, for for those who have listened to the Patreon. That was the the day that I told Ian and Roswell about on the Patreon a few a few weeks back. So uh, mm. admittedly, I was acting a little wild at dinner that night, but still. Uh, Sorry, I uh, earlier today there was a close encounter I had with a wasp where it uh, was trying to follow me inside, and I slammed the door shut, and it slammed on the wasp. Yep. To what I assume killed the wasp. I was incorrect, and it did oh, not yeah. kill the wasp. The wasp was stuck in between the door and the door frame in that did little he start, oh, gap. Yep. Did he start so making his way on it? I sprayed him dish soap and water, and <laughs> he died. I was like, how to kill a wasp with that wasp spray? And someone was like, dish soap and water. And I was like, got it, easy. Like, well, I'm, I... I can't say that I'm surprised it worked, but also it is... Very funny that that's like the the common folk wisdom apparently for how you get rid of your wasps is that man wash those boys like they're dirty <laughs> dishes like <laughs> man, yeah. I was just trying to go sit on because lately I haven't even been smoking but I've just been going outside at night and sitting on my porch with a pack oh. of cigarettes in my hands but like not smoking any of them yeah exactly I mean it's much like sitting in it's how I sit in the basement with a revolver you know where I'm like well we're not going to use it but it's nice to know we could. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but more long term than that. Um, <laughs> I've been doing quite well, I'd like to note. Um, just putting that one out there. Anyway, sorry, please continue. Uh, that That's uh, that's my then my wasp so, yeah, story, pretty much. The wasp attacked you while you were sitting on the porch? Yes. Yeah, no, wasps, to me inside. wasps love to follow you inside. It's like one of their favorite things to do. Uh, and which is a bummer because. And what is your recourse when there is a wasp in your house? You must resort to deadly force, which is to say, apparently, dish soap and water. Now that I know mm-hmm. this, I am prepared. Yes, spray bottle. Put like entry. two tablespoons of dish soap in there, fill it up with water, and okay. it does indeed kill them if you spray them enough. What? Hang on. Sorry. That little enough. Now I I have a question because that sounds like there's an asterisk kicked onto this. How much? <laughs> Dish soap? Did you have to spray on this wasp? Because I think it may not have that just drowned. Okay, not that much. <laughs> it's like I poured the whole. It was like two wa- squirts of a little okay. spray bottle. All right. All Apparently, right. That, it that, clogs their weird. pores, is what I read, which is funny. Yeah, actually, 
now that I think about it, I did know this already because wasps, much like ants, breathe through little holes in their skin. Um, which is why, fun fact, uh, giant ants could never happen, even if, like, you know, we account for the fact that ants aren't giant. Um, well, there's also an ant- been ants in my house. I've been being invaded on all Man, sides. You, the insects are launching an assault. They I really just, are. Man, just everybody, prayers up for Jillian. The arthropods have been out in force. They have. I don't know if that's the term I was thinking of. Arthropods might be spiders. I don't know. But who cares? I'm taking a biology class, so soon I will know the answer to that question, I think. I'm just like, first day, I'm like, what do you call ants? What's the name for them? And my professor's like, what is that? Who are you? I'm like, you'll see me on the syllabus. I have a long last name. My important question. (laughs) What are ants? What do you call them? What's their term? I'm the one with the long Italian last name. But what do you call ants? Yeah, but don't dodge the question. I'll ask the questions if you don't mind, professor. Um, uh, Um, Anyway. Okay, so Donnie escapes. They decide that they must make a good movie. To reawaken his love of movies. What do they do? Naturally, you think, I gotta make a good movie. What should I do? You make a sequel, right, Matt? Yeah, you make make a sequel. Famously, good movies Mm -hmm. always. Are sequels made by different studios? Yeah. 10 out of like 10. Like American Psycho 2, one of the greatest films ever made. Famously. Is that the one where it's a girl? Yeah, it's the one where it's like a girl who is, she just like states off screen that she killed Patrick Bateman and also confirms that all of the events of American Psycho occurred, which is so cool. She's like, oh, none of that was in his head. It was real. Also, I killed him. And then you go, That well, is sick. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see a girl boss winning, I guess is what I've learned. Anyway, but yeah. So, yeah, they make a sequel to a movie. Um, Blue Patches, it is called. Um, what's its relation to Donnie again? I don't remember. Wasn't it? It's the movie that his mother was in, right? I think so. Um, that sounds right. I think that's what it was. Point being, they decide that they're going to make a sequel to a movie. Uh, in Blue Patches, which was a movie in which a <laughs> blind woman and a black man fall in love mm-hmm. in the 60s. But yep. their love is forbidden. And apparently it had a tragic ending in which they did not actually get together, which is. Uh, and she ends up in like a hospital. Yeah, she apparently in the sequel has been in a mental hospital for 40 years, uh, which is also kind of wild. because Which you know, I love that they're being played by. Like 20 yeah. year olds. They're being played by Tacoma and Rebecca with no attempts made to make them look even a little bit older. They no, didn't they even put, put on like a wig. On Tacoma. That's true. Tacoma's wearing glasses. So, as we know, to that signify makes you that old. time has passed. Yeah, you're old now if you wear glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just say uh, one of those like clickbait articles with just a picture of you with glasses. And it's like, this is you now. Feel old yet? Um, <laughs> this feels weirdly personal. Uh, but yeah, so he comes in and the weird thing about all of this, like this whole little like fake movie, the whole thing like feels mawkish and overly sappy and Oscar Beatty, but not quite enough to fully feel like it's attempting to be a parody of those things because we're supposed to believe that the movie is like genuinely moving, I think, right? Is, is that the vibe that you got as well? Yes. I was very confused by all of this. Yeah, I couldn't tell how we were supposed to feel about the movie. Because it's 
really bad. It's so bad. But oh, there's no. I do like that they do explain the reason why the mob boss character needed to exist, which oh, is yeah. they needed a third actor for the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 why they wrote him in. Presumably, why he was there. Um, yeah, where he's like, oh, I've done a lot of acting, mostly under oath, and you're like, oh, that wacky guy. Um, and so yeah, they make the movie, which, like I said, I'm not sure how bad it's supposed to be. I. Everything about Demo Reel makes me feel like I am going insane. I'm looking into a vortex when I watch this video because I just I I genuinely I've completely lost it. It's like a mm-hmm. Sam Hyde video. I don't know what's supposed to be a bit and what isn't like it's. Yep. Anyway, but they make the video. It's bad. They further confusing me. They lampshade the fact that it's bad at the end. We're like, I mean, you know, it was a little cliched at parts. Every line spoken was a cliche as a side note. Yes. And she's like, yeah, but for us. And he goes, oh, yeah, for us, this is Citizen Kane. Which, like, oh, haha, it was pretty <laughs> bad, but we make bad things. We also get the lamest payoff to swag. Oh, you, man, this guy, though, makes everyone else look like Orson Welles. His acting was so bad. <laughs> like, it's just. It's, it's true. He had no charisma. No screen presence. I don't want to be too mean to this guy, but it was some of the worst no acting I've ever seen. No charisma, uniqueness, nerve, or talent. RuPaul would have hated him. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, what's the what's the tweet about like the election where it's like, uh, Biden, you shall say you shall stay. Trump has sashayed away or whatever yep. it was. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, get out of here, sashay away from me, you. <laughs> The head of swag. I love um, the idea of you, <laughs> Matt's drag race. Sashay yeah, out of here. <laughs> Sashay. <laughs> yeah, it's me with this, the sort of like ambient flamboyishness I have, but I'm not playing it up at all. So no. I look like the most aggressively heterosexual man ever to live because I'm surrounded by the people on drag race. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, Leave. I kind of like the shoes, I guess, but. I, it's just the whole thing. I don't really like it that much. So you can leave. And everybody else is like, mm, you heard him. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you, what are you doing? The camera, you didn't talk like this when the cameras are in it just cuts. And I'm back and just like, there's a, I have, I visibly am using makeup to like cover up a beating that I received. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, Queens, we're back. <laughs> You're a right. forced host of drag race. Yeah. Folks. Write your letters to whoever you need to. Get me kidnapped and uh, so I can host Matt's Drag Race. I will do it because I will have no choice. And as long as I'm paid at least a little bit, I won't try to escape in a Doug-like fashion. Um, but right, so yeah, the head of swag shows up and is just doing a really Tom bad job Collins, of acting. grand leader, master of swag. Yeah. And yeah, again, he's just, he's really doing a bad job, but he shows up and he takes the... No, he the, pulls out a gun first. Oh, right, yeah, he pulls out a gun. Before doing anything else. Yeah. And, I mean, powerful start. We'll give him credit where it's due. If you want people to pay attention to you, that is certainly a way to get everyone's attention very quickly. Um, yes. my ver- yeah, Look, we have Matt's Drag Race. Now we have Matt's version of how to win friends and influence people. And just have a gun. Um, just do that. People will start paying attention to you real quick. And they're like, you're bluffing. You won't kill us. And he goes, that's right. But there is something I will kill. And pulls out, like, the card that has 
the movie they just yeah. made on it. Yeah, so they presumably have the movie on just this SD card. It's not, like, backed mm-hmm. up on anything else. Nope. There's Citizen this, Kane, one copy. There's one copy, not backed up, fully edited, though, which mm-hmm. I guess does make sense, because it looks like the sort the effects they use are the sorts of things that you could probably do on a video camera from 2005. Probably. Uh, but <laughs> regardless. And then he throws it on the ground and shoots the SD card with his gun, which... I feel like there was a more efficient way to break the SD card than that. But, you know, as long as he's happy, I guess. I'm just happy that he's living his truth. Um, Then he I think he plans to shoot them as well. Uh, But the mob boss like walks in and distracts the guy. He's like, oh, you guys are filming something else. Well, I'll just be on my way then. And like carries a dead body is iconic. Leather jacket, white button-up, tie with $100 bills on it. Yeah, it does. I forgot about the tie. Man. Okay, maybe this video is the greatest work of art ever made, actually. It might be. It's either the worst thing I've ever seen, or it is a masterpiece so far beyond my understanding that, like, my great-grandchildren will one day be shamed for the fact that their forefather did not understand this work. But there's no in-between. Anyway, but so... the. The swag guy gets distracted in a classic bit of nostalgia critic filmmaking that I like to call shots that wouldn't work if that more than the camp. I know there's a term for this in filmmaking. I don't remember what it is now. But, you know, the idea that I don't know the world exists and it's not just what's on frame that's real yep. because the swag guy got distracted by the mob boss. And in the time that he was looking over there, Rebecca apparently slipped away and was sneaking up on him. And so then it cuts back to him. He looks over at Tacoma and he goes, wait, wasn't there more than one person here? And Rebecca jumps from what would be the middle of the room. She was just standing in the middle of the room next to him. Like Skyrim style, she just crouched down next to him and he didn't see her. (laughs) Metal Gear Solid, she just pulled out a cardboard box and was sitting underneath it right behind him and tackles him. Uh, Then Doug shows up dressed like a tribal warlord. Yeah, that's never explained. Yeah, because, like, we know that he, like, wandered through the forest, but he presumably stopped wandering through the forest to, like, make himself some, like, fur coats, like, fur headrests and a spear. And if he didn't need to do it to wander through the forest the first time, why why did he... Yeah, especially since this time he presumably... Yeah, he, like, had a sense of purpose this time around, so he should have, like... Oh, well. Um, Then Carl... Rob Walker makes an appearance. I was so glad. I was so afraid we wouldn't see him this time. I know. Uh, and half-heartedly quotes the Princess Bride uh, after shooting the guy from Swag, where he goes, never go against a German when death is on the line, and keeps walking. And you go, man, this is so epic. Everybody's here. It's so cool. I just don't quote Princess Bride at me. Yeah, look, The Princess Bride, it's a wonderful film. It's deeply charming. I love it. it we is- all love it. And that's why I want you to not quote it at me. Don't or reference do it. That. I Don't reference it. Don't reference it. Don't quote it. We've all seen The Princess Bride. We all enjoyed The Princess Bride. It's a one- we liked I guess it. it's a wonderful film. I rewatch it every now and then. Every every few years, I'd say I probably rewatch mm-hmm. it with my family. Very solid performances. Wonderful. Don't make me think about Rob Walker while I'm thinking about The Princess Bride. <laughs> Never. Um. And then, yeah, everybody's all together, and they're just having a grand old time. They're sitting around. 
I know what they were trying to do with Rob Walker's costume, but wow, does it just look like he has no neck. Yeah, Rob Walker, his costume's just bad all around, because he also just looks like he, he looks like the captain of, like, a schooner. Yeah. Not, not a former East German slash Nazi character, because, again, they do conflate the two, and, oh, I'm still angry about it. Uh, but all around. Some wild choices made for the costume design all throughout this, as we know. But, yeah, so then they have a conversation where Donnie's like, I've experienced character growth. I had a wonderful time. Well, I didn't have a wonderful time learning about these things. But now I understand that we need to move past these sorts of things. And everybody's like, yay, I guess we're making good movies now. And then, oh, Quinn drank all the whiskey. Waka waka. (laughs) And then, <laughs> then the credits roll. Um, God. So, like I said, guys, I'm sure that our synopsis of this was kind of meandering. Because the video is kind of meandering. Yeah, because the video just fried my brain. I just, as I said, the tonal whiplash is so insane and so consistent. I was not prepared for the twist that his mom killed herself. Exactly. Like, it's already really weird, right? Because like we were talking about, well, we'll get into it in a second. It's already really weird that Donnie is modeled after Jake Lloyd, apparently. That's already, like I said, kind of heavy, kind of weird stuff. But then also just throwing in the uh, also his mom, she killed herself. It's it's the sort of thing where it all somehow it would have worked better if it was like the jokes about like Rachel getting molested, where it's like, right, at least then it would be like an attempt at edgy shock humor and it wouldn't be. You, a Doug wouldn't be trying to make to us do something. feel bad for the character. Yeah, it's oh, it's just I just don't understand what motivated any of these decisions at all. But yeah, now we need to talk. I think briefly because I know we've probably hit about an hour now. Yeah. We need to talk about the psychology. I think that is on display here mm, with okay. Doug's video because oh my god, like you said, it just. Do you want to lead this? I can lead it. Like we said. So much is revealed to us about Doug. Yeah. So basically, he goes on this kind of monologue, I suppose. Yeah, it's what we were talking about before where he's, like, uh, irritated but not angry. Um, Yeah. um, Or is that the one that you're talking about or is it the one where he's, like, holding the family at knife point? He goes on a couple monologues. It's the one where he's, like, irritated. But everything yeah. he's saying is just applicable to the nostalgia critic. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, sure. Here I was. Yeah, here. Do you want to? Uh, I don't um, know if you want to like transcribe it for us or what you want to do. Um, but yeah. But I just found a comment that was like, uh, it starts at six forty four for anybody uh, watching along. Oh, um, so true. So basically, he's like, it's fine. To trash or hate on a person if the thing is bad, right, guys? Yeah, and that's like, like his point. Yeah, and because yeah, again, like I said, he's supposed to be Jake Lloyd, right? Someone who many, many annoying guys on the internet, Doug Walker included, made fun of because of his involvement in some bad movies when he was a child. And to be clear, yes, Jake Lloyd, the six-year-old or however old he was in mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace is in fact not a fantastic actor. But what six-year-old is? Exactly. He was six years old. So it is objectively insane that there were those, like, 
all those people on the internet going like, look at this stupid kid. He ruined Star Wars. First of all, no, he didn't. George Lucas ruined Star Wars. Star Wars was never good. I loved all of those movies dearly. Well, all of those those six movies, I love them dearly. They're not good. Like one, maybe two and a half of them are good altogether, total. And I say that with love for all of them. But point being, obviously the child didn't deserve to be like mocked on the internet. <laughs> Doug Walker did this and clearly feels guilty about it, right? Like, you know, when you watch like the uh, the Jingle All the Way review where he's like, it's Jake Lloyd. And he like screams and I think the psycho theme plays. Like it's insanely. Yeah. But yeah, like the. But he's like. The circumstances around my life don't matter because I gave a bad performance. And in the end, that's everything. Yeah. And like the level of hatred that Doug has on display in that scene for both himself and all the things he's done, because that is it's him indicting himself. Right. And saying, like, I am complicit in this terrible, terrible thing because Jake Lloyd gave up acting in large part because of the harassment he received. Right. He's like, I'm complicit in this terrible thing. This was awful. It was inhuman the way that we treated this child. But also his hatred for his fans, who in this scene, I would like mm-hmm. to remind you, are portrayed as the like gleeful sociopaths who have captured and drugged Doug Walker while they right. like gloatingly and leeringly watch a bad movie that he was in as a child. Like it's just an mm-hmm. astonishing level of hatred for everybody involved with his career. And it, it's it would almost be interesting if it was intentional. I want Doug to be administered the Rorschach test and see what happens. <laughs> just any projective personality test, actually. Just give every me one. Si- every single thing. He's like, that looks like a bat credit card. That looks like a bat credit <laughs> card. <That looks> like- <laughs> uh, and he's like, and that one looks like uh, an underage animated character that I will rank weirdly high on my 10 sexiest animated <laughs> women list. And the psychologist pauses and like writes a little note and then continues. Um <laughs> That one looks like a back credit card. That one looks like... But, uh, man, no. Um, Doug basically, Rorschach he's like, I wasn't hurting anybody by my acting, and I love doing it, but people assume that that was enough to judge me and assume I'm a terrible person. Yeah. That's monologue one. Yeah. And then monologue two is him going like, man, bad things happen, but we need to move on, which is... A strange takeaway that he's getting from his experience of being kidnapped and drugged by an insane family in the forest. Um, it's it's like, OK, so the first monologue is like contempt towards himself. The second monologue yeah. is contempt towards his fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, you people, you're so caught up in this. You freaks, you sickos. I hate you all. How could you do this? And you're like, well, uh, OK. Oh, my God. Which, as a quick side note, speaking of people who hate their fans. Have you been following the Doja Cat stuff at all? No. I haven't either. I didn't know there was Doja Cat stuff. She, um, hang on, sorry, I'm moving my microphone. I'm gonna there was, like, Lizzo stuff. stuff. Yeah, so there was the Lizzo, Lizzo, like, genuinely got canceled for Right, I'm sorry, yeah. my, my hot take, it is objectively funny. It's, it is. Of course, terrible what it's happened. It's terrible, I hate it, but her preaching so much body positivity and then fat shaming everyone in her dance team. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry... That's just funny. It's not funny that it happened. It is funny who did it. Um, mm-hmm. We just need to acknowledge that and move on as a culture. Uh, no, but so Doja Cat apparently like recently like tweeted out like, I don't know, one of her like fans said like, I love you. And she was like, 
no, she tweeted out like my fans are dumb or like I wish you guys would stay out of my business. And the fans like, well, you have everything because of us, even though we don't know you. We love you. And she's like, no, you don't. You don't know who I am. You sound insane. Um, and like so just a normal reaction. Yeah. But so she's like she also like said that she like didn't like her old music or whatever. But like everything I've seen, like everybody who talks about it has been like Doja Cat is like alienating all of her fans and destroying her entire career. And it all seems fairly reasonable. And then, as this all as always happens with this sort of thing, people then dug up other bad things that she had been involved right. with because they got mad. So, like, you know, they found, like, the old video of her, like, saying the N-word in a chat room or whatever, which, mm-hmm. you know, she addressed that in, like, 2014. Like, this is not news. New information. And apparently also, she, yeah, apparently her, like, boyfriend is a predator. And see, that's the thing I think she people should have been mad at her about before. Yeah. But in the insane, weird way that pop fan bases always do... She, like, said, like, you guys need to give me a little personal space. And they were like, yeah, well, your boyfriend's a pedophile. What do you think of that? It's like, how, guys, how long were we holding on to that little nugget? Yeah, were, were, you, <laughs> were you cool with that one until then? Were we just letting it slide? Like, it's like all YouTuber drama. We're like, you know, someone, like, doesn't, someone doesn't make it into, like, a big collab. And then, like, the next day they upload a video called, like, My Story. And they're like, I watched him seduce a 12-year-old. And yeah, well, why didn't you... Didn't you feel the need to say anything about this two years ago when you saw it happen? It's like, well, I was still making money off of them then, but now, no. Um, and that, to be clear. I feel like just so like, you know, many people got canceled recently. Yeah, who else has been canceled? I feel like, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. The super mega situation. The super, which, one, which one's super mega again? Is that They're the... They're like uh, Game Grumps affiliated. Right, yeah, because that's the one where the, uh, the girl uploaded like a, a two-hour video about mm-hmm. all the... Yeah, I watched the video, which was all wild. All that happened, and all, it was wild from beginning to end. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because I did not know who Super Mega was, and I think I kind of clicked on it, assuming it would be like a drama video, and I'd be like, "Ooh, drama from people I don't know," and it she was very like, quickly and got then I was very homeless, heavy. And they wouldn't let me stay at the office, and then this awful thing happened, and then this awful thing yeah. happened, and then this awful thing happened. Yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah, around the second awful thing that happened, I realized, A, that it would not be a fun drama video, and B, that I would feel incredibly weird clicking out of the video. Yeah, after realizing it's not a fun drama video. Yeah, where she's like, I was assaulted and then lost all of my friends. I'm like, damn, that is boring as hell. Next video. (laughs) I can't do that. Like, I need to, now I need to watch this. Um, I do think it's funny that they got canceled for making jokes about their uh, dead friends. Yeah. Like, they got canceled for making cancer jokes about their dead friend, but I was like, yeah, that one, in the grand scheme of what they've done, why are we, I don't feel like that's yeah, why is that the bad one. Has anyone ever been canceled for the thing they should have been canceled for? Like, has that happened once in history? I don't know. <laughs> like, Lindsay Ellis, you know, we've we've danced on this grave a couple times, I but once again, I need to remind you all, she was canceled because she didn't like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We're going to get canceled for something stupid, Matt. No, as I've said before, Jillian, some innocuous, like a joke you made about autism on like episode three will be the thing that brings down this podcast. Yeah. Because like someone will do that and then they'll listen to the episode we uploaded right after, like right after the, the drama about you making an autism joke started. And they'll be like, and on the most recent joke, Matt admitted to being a member of the clan. Uh, and like that'll be like the secondary thing, um, <laughs> or something, something absolutely something psychotic crazy. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the uh, you know what'll happen? I I don't think I've ever posted it online, but 
my brother and I, a while back, we went to, so famously, right, Stonewall Jackson was shot by his own men. Uh-huh. And there's a, uh, there's like a monument to where it happened on the battlefield where it happened, which is near my house. And Michael and I drove there once and we took a picture of ourselves pointing and laughing at the statue. And I feel like what's going to, because it is objectively <laughs> funny, right? Like that is. This, this idiot, this guy who like just from a purely military standpoint was a pretty decent general, just couldn't think to like yell to his own guys. Hey, by the way, it's me coming towards you and was just gunned down by his own men. That's just objectively funny. But you know, people are going to cancel or they're going to be like on top of the racist remarks he's made. He also visited the gravesite of a Confederate general. And he, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's what's going to happen when we get, that's how it's going to go. Oh my God. All right. And you know we what? I probably wrap this right, yes, episode we should. up. Sorry, getting, um, but anyway. Do you have anything else to cap off our discussion of demo reel before the review must go on? Folks, we have a real treat for you next week and also on the Patreon. We've got a banger video on the Patreon this week. We're discussing, Mm -hmm. we, like everybody in my circle of the internet, I guess, we'll be discussing uh, Rich Men, North of Richmond by Jason Oliver, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, Oliver Anthony, that's what it is. Uh, But yeah, final thoughts on this video. As I said, the, the depth of the hatred and self-loathing that doug has for everybody it's it's astonishing i really cannot recommend watching blue patches enough nope. every frame is truly a painting yep um join us join the patreon follow us on all of our various social media things yeah i haven't logged into the twitter in a while maybe i should check in on that uh and uh yeah we no longer have an outro <laughs>